Give me my cue, King Osabi. Hello, world. Hello, America. It's the Two Trophy Dads. Dads, dads. Coming to you live in front of a studio audience. A studio audience. The palatial estates. A a couple of family pictures, and you call that a studio audience. (laughs) All right. Wonderful, wonderful. Dave, it's Wednesday. It is Wednesday. That means it's Hump Day. Yeah. Hump Day. And please don't turn the download off. No. If you don't like the year 1983. Yeah. I know I talked to one person. I just listened to see what they're going to talk about, and then I turned off. No, we don't do that. Mm Mm-mm. Listen to all of it. You Listen may learn to something. All of it. We may have a little. We're trying to make the world feel smarter, one podcast at a time. It's for knowledge. Yes. Knowledge. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, you can listen to us on any of the major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Samsung Podcasts, Good Pods, uh, Podbean, uh, just about any of them. There, uh, Spotify. Also, you can go to our Facebook page, Two Trophy Dads. You can even find us on the Twitter. And on the TikTok. Now the TikTok. Yeah. The TikTok. The TikTok. <laughs> we're starting something new with the TikTok. So if you want to see a couple of trophy dads and see what we look like, <laughs> you can see us in full action right there. Uh, Ad, uh, yes. Alan lo- uploaded a little video, made a little thing there, experimenting, and yeah. uh, us at our finest, I guess it, you could say. But remember, a- all of our shows are family friendly. So, uh, you know, be, be sure to tune in. And, and also, Dave, share. on the weekends, on Glacier Underground Radio, not Railroad. I know. At 2 p.m. 2 p.m. Sundays. And then somewhere else on Saturday. And on Saturday, the block. 105 at 11 a.m. At 11 a.m., yes. And we're trying to take over the number one spot. Yeah, we're trying to take over everything on Taking over the world. That's right. That's We're like pinky in the brain. That's right. Yeah. Have an exciting interview coming up for tomorrow, Dave. Mm-hmm. Talking about the wonderful, wonderful town... That we live in, Corbin, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Are you excited? Oh, I'm. Excited. You're so excited that you won't even be there. I won't even be there. <laughs> I will. I will not be able to be here because I have to take my daughter to a tennis lesson. Tennis lesson. Yes. Because that means you're being a trophy, trophy dad. dad. Yes. When go. I told my wife, she said, uh, "Coach Renzo wants to do a um, lesson at one o'clock." And I'm like, "Well, I was supposed to do an interview at twelve thirty, and I got the look." You ever had that look? She's got the look. Yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, won't be a problem. Won't be a problem. Alan, can, he's a big boy. He can handle the interview. <laughs> and Alan's like, I hope I can do this interview myself. <laughs> like, dude, just, just ask questions what, you, just what you're good at. So, And I said, maybe it'll rain, and that way she won't have her practice. And what did you say? I said, no, it's indoors. <laughs> yeah, it's of course, indoors. we've got an indoor course. Indoor course. Thank yeah. you, Renzo. Yeah. yeah Coach yeah. Renzo. Yeah, we got to help pay for another SUV. You know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love Coach Renzo. He's a good guy. You know, except that he's a Tennessee fan. Oh, oh he yeah he is. I and know his I son. Know he indoctrinated yeah. his son into that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to tell him that. You know, I don't know if I can continue this with all He's that. Gonna give us a discount. Yeah, somehow. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so, how are you, my friend, on this Wednesday now slash morning afternoon? Uh, doing great, man. I'm I'm feeling good, and uh, woke up with a little bit of a headache. But I think it just the way, uh, I, either the way that I slept, uh, because you know, you know what I say to that. If I had a head it? like that, it would ache too. Yeah. <laughs> and my shoulders from holding this big head up all the time. That's where <laughs> I get a lot of tension in my shoulders. So, yeah, I think that's it's just muscle tension, I think, creates the, the headache. Dave, yes. are you ready? Let's go, man. Let's do it. Let's get into some hump day history. Let's start out for our dear friend who says she turns it mm-hmm. when she hears what date it is. Yeah. 
You know, she's just a baby in the woods. She thinks that just because she wasn't born then that it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But she wouldn't get, she wouldn't have the things that she has or stuff. No. If it wasn't for these years that came before her. Let's indoctrinate her on what was the music in 1983, number one hits. Some songs we've heard you before. You would go way down I would. the page. I'm trying to keep her listeners, man. You, you could have given me a warning. We talked there. about this last time. Scary song to dudes. Daryl Hall, John Oates. Man eater. Man eater. <laughs> man eater. She's a man eater. Probably the only song I ever liked by David Bowie, Let's Dance. You're skipping some good songs. I did. Why did you go to, to, to David Bowie? I just want to make a point. Yeah. I mean, he had one week there that he had. Yeah, one week. Piece. That was it. Minute Work, Down Under. Africa by Toto. Toto, yes. Yeah. That was good. Baby Come to Me. Billy Jean. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you skipped that Billie one. Billy Jean. He wrote that because he would have people on the road that would, kids were his and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And then he finally just wrote a song about it. Crazy. And then also he made an appearance with Beat It. Flash Dance. Oh, yeah. What a feeling. What a feeling. Man, what a movie. I remember that one. Mm-hmm. And a scary, another scary song by The Police. Every breath you take. Yeah, Sorry, Mi- Missy Scent. Missy Scent, that's one of her favorite songs. And then your, your favorite song of all time, the yes. rhythmic Sweet Dreams, or Maybe <laughs> And then Maniac from Flashdance. One Hit Wonder. Billy Joel. Also oh, Missy Scent. Missy Scent. <laughs> Tell her about it. Here was a good, I remember this one, Bonnie Tyler, Total Eclipse of the Total Heart. Total Eclipse of the Heart, that yes, sir. That was an awesome tune. For our country music fans. Well, I say it wasn't country now. It was, it well, was it, pop. It, yeah, but, but a lot of country folks. Yes. But uh, this this was a crossover hit, uh, Islands in the Stream by mm-hmm. Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton. I mean, it was huge. I think they were a couple and nobody ever said it. They had a lot of good chemistry there on mm-hmm. that stage, yeah. And then Lionel Rich, All Night Long. All Night Long. Who ended up Alan's favorite song of the no, year. horrible song. Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson, Say, Say, Say. An awful song. It was like the one song they did together. Yep. They had a division when uh, the Beatles' music came up for sale mm-hmm. and... Paul McCartney, you know, he wrote a lot of that music, but Michael Jackson outbid him and bought the rights mm-hmm. to the Beatles music yep. and created a little bit of a, a divide between the yes. two. And so, yeah, I don't think Paul McCartney took too kindly to his work being That's purchased. Right. But if it came up to be it, I mean, what can you say? Yeah, it, it was. I mean, for Michael Jackson, you know? it was it was a boon, man. He made some money on that. Yeah, this list is. The top song was Every Breath You Take. I just don't believe that. A song about a stalker, I just don't believe well, that, man. Well, when you look at the dates, I mean, look at look at how long it was on top. July yeah, the 9th to September the 2nd, man. Yeah. Dave, do you remember the old Chevrolet Chevette? I remember it well. Yes, I do. Uh, ugly little cars, it little was. hatchbacks. But, you know, you could get one for under $7,500 in 1983. Actually, $7,287. I know it. Uh, I actually had an accident in mm. a little Chevette. Did it crunch up like a pretzel? Uh, well, it's lucky we didn't die, mm. just to be honest with you. Um, my neighbor boy up lived up the hill from me. Neighbor boy? Yep. Neighbor friend. He was 15, I guess, at the time. Mm. Yeah. It was his grandmother's car, and we kind of snuck it out. He had a, like a little 125 Honda street bike, mm-hmm. and he was riding that. And I had another friend who was younger than me who was driving the Chevette. I should not have got in that car with him. Mm. But anyway, we were going around some of the back roads, and we were going over this steep hill going way too fast. Mm-hmm. And my little driver got the car over in the – off. it was a one-lane chip and tar road. If you don't know what chip and tar is, oh, it's, yeah. it's cheap, con- cheap blacktop. Yep. Got over on the side of the road, hit the got in the, the gravel right before you get to the ditch. Mm-hmm. And we were going downhill, and he cuts – he overcorrects. And the little Chevette goes into a, a slide. My my door down. 
no seat belts. We're not mm. wearing seat belts. We're we're going way too fast. And I just remember the car. I could feel the car like it was getting ready to roll over. And I thought, we're going to die. <laughs> I mean, I really thought that we're going to die. Yeah. And uh, I remember putting my hands on the dashboard and just gripping with everything I had in me. <laughs> and the car never did flip, but it went straight across. It, he turned, and it went straight across. And then we hit the ditch. And then on the other side of the ditch was this big, huge dirt bank. Oh, man. So we just plowed into that dirt bank. And my my mouth hit the dashboard. I remember I remember I kind of went forward, hit the dashboard. And the first thing I'd done is, is I reached up to see if my lips were bleeding. Yeah. You know, if I bust, and I didn't. I didn't bust my mouth somehow mm-hmm. or another. And then I bailed out of the car. Yeah. Uh, and <clears throat> we got the car. <laughs> we we limped it back, dude. That car, he he messed the front end of it up <laughs> bad. And so, um, but my finger. What I remember most in the dashboard, you could see where all of my fin- eight fingers. You know, I remember you could see my, where my thumbs. You only were. had eight fingers. Well, you could see where, when I gripped the dashboard. I had my thumbs down in the front, mm-hmm. but I had my fingers on the top of the dashboard, and mm. you could see I left permanent impressions in the dashboard where I was gripping. Just, I guess, the adrenaline and just. Oh my gosh! Yeah, uh, and that's the only time I ever rode in a Chevette. Never ridden in one, <laughs> one and only one time. and only time in a Chevette, and, and I almost died. Well, they weren't that big, that's for sure. And that's a story. That when my mom hears, she's probably going to say, what? What? Because that's probably the first time I've ever told it. So, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I kept that one to myself. But, yeah, that was – that was uh, i never done that again. As a matter of fact, I think that was the last time I went to that neighbor's yeah. house. I don't think I ever went back after yeah. that. So if I could die that easy, I'm not going to All right, let's go to our sports fans. Yeah. This is for our sports fans. World Series champions. The Baltimore Orioles, led by Cal Ripken Jr. How about that? If I'm not mistaken, he was a rookie that year. Mm-hmm. Super Bowl champion. That was probably the last time the Orioles were any good, too. Uh, they've know, had a, they had they've a, had a few. I mean, to get anywhere. Yeah, to, get, to get anywhere. Super Bowl champions, Washington Redskins. The Redskins. Now known as the, the Commanders. <laughs> they were better off just being called the football team. The Washington football team. NBA champions, Dave, I say, one of the best teams ever mm-hmm. in the history of basketball. Dr. J, Moses Malone, Maurice Cheek. Do they have Daryl Dawkins then too? Uh, had possibly. He re- had he retired already? The Philadelphia 76ers. 76ers. I mean, they had to go through Boston, and then they beat L.A., didn't they? Yeah, they used to fight Boston. Yeah. I mean, I mean Larry Bird and Dr. J got in a good one, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, Boston, you know, everybody talks about how, you know, Detroit created the Chicago Bulls. Mm-hmm. It was the 76ers mm-hmm. that made the Boston Celtics. Yep, it did. Because uh, Boston had to get through Philly first. Yes, they did. And uh, and once they were able to get through Philly, and Philly could already beat L.A. Yes. So, but once they could beat Philly, the Boston Celtics were set. Mm-hmm. And, so, man, and they one were, of the best in-game dunks you'll ever see, it was called by a great announcer, Chick Hearn from the L.A. Lakers. Dr. J coming down the lane, rock the baby to rock sleep. Rock the baby to and sleep. And he just – Jams it. I forgot who jammed it over, but it was just one of the greatest plays ever. Obviously, Michael Jordan is the greatest player of all time. Mm-hmm. Do not give me any LeBron James junk. Don't give me that crap. I will not listen to it. Not for debate. My favorite player ever, Dr. J. I love Dr. J. You know, MJ holds a special spot. We watch, watch greatness. And I was I was so young, I really, you know, I miss most of Dr. J in his prime. Yep. Because he played in the ABA forever. It, yeah. But could you imagine – those two, because everybody everybody gives a debate, LeBron and Michael. Yeah. But could you imagine Michael and Dr. J mm-hmm. in the day? Because there would be no Michael without Dr. Mm-hmm. J. Yeah. Dr. J was the prototype, just like Kobe mimicked yeah. MJ. Yeah. A lot of players mimicked 
Dr. J's oh, yeah. game, and he was so cool. He was. He you was know, cool. He didn't. He, he didn't whine and cry. No, nope. I know. No, but he he was just cool. And he still is, man. Mm-hmm. When you interview, he's interviewed him now. He's all gray hair yeah. and stuff, you know. But he's still. He's still Dr. J. Yeah. And cool I know this may upset him. some people, but the guys that we've mentioned so far, obviously Michael Jordan was the best. Mm-hmm. Dr. J behind him. Be a tie with, maybe a tie with Kobe. And then you have Larry Bird. And then you have LeBron James maybe in the top five. Are you doing positions or are you just doing best player? I'm just doing all-around player. player as far as toughness. Yeah. Uh, could play in any decade. That's one we'll have to do, sit down and yeah, just that do. Was, uh, we'll have to lead into that one because I do a little bit of thinking on that. But – Dr. J doesn't get the credit he deserves. He and I'll not. tell you one on that team that really gets left out and forgotten about is Moses Malone. Moses Malone. Moses Malone was a beast. Well, the first players ever to come straight out of straight high school. Straight out of high school. Mm-hmm. And uh, he does not get the recognition nope. uh, of was being a, great a power forward. in Atlanta forward. as well. Yeah. And uh, Moses, you know, and Moses, if you listen to any Charles Barkley interviews, it's Moses Malone who yeah. took Charles Barkley under his wing mm-hmm. and told him, he said, boy, you got to lose some weight. you got to. <laughs> yes. And you got to get tough. Yeah. You know, and Barkley accredits that mm-hmm. to Moses Malone. Mm-hmm. And also what was funny is, is listening to Charles Barkley talk about when he first got drafted to Philly, how do, what does he refer to Dr. J? He's always like, do I call him Julius? Do I call him <laughs> Dr. J? Do I call him – Mr. Mr. Dr. J, what, what <laughs> yeah. do I call him, you yeah. know? And uh, you don't think about that no, as a don't. rookie going in. And, but, you know, they hazed him and all that. You know, mm-hmm. it's funny how, you know, he had to, like, clean their jock straps and things like that. So, yeah, it's, just that team, that was an awesome team. Dr. J and the slam, con- slam dunk contest, mm-hmm. I love to watch him. I, I love too. to watch him. Keeping with the basketball thing, Dave, mm-hmm. the NCAA champions, the miracle that took place, the NC State Wolfpack. If you haven't watched the documentary oh, – Greatest. This team, Dave, had to win the conference tournament just to get in. Just to get in. Mm-hmm. So they literally probably won 12, 13 games in a row yeah. to win it. And then they took on. And they had to take on the Giants. The mighty Houston Cougars team. Mm-hmm. And also Virginia, Virginia Cavaliers led by Ralph Sampson. So they had to go through Hakeem and, and Ralph Sampson. And Ralph Sampson. If you don't know anything about Ralph Sampson, one of the most dominant centers ever. Ever. He was a big pole. I think he won NCAA Player of the Year three years in a row. I think so. The first time anybody's ever done that. Oh, my gosh. He was nine feet tall. He was. I mean, he was just a stick. Yeah. But he just had to stand there and mm-hmm. block shots. He was yep. It was crazy. Now, he didn't last long in the NBA. No, he didn't. His knees. and I yep. think it was his knees. He uh, just probably. So, he was just, was he like 7'3", seven, 7'4"? Seven, he, he was tall. He was big. And then, you know, there for a while he was paired up with Akeem. Yep. You know, Akeem doesn't get the credit no. that he deserves. The The dream was The dream. Was the dream awesome. shake. Right up there with the sky hook on yeah. in defense. That was awesome. Thing major going on in, in football, bowl games, the Orange Bowl, Nebraska defeated LSU, Don't the Rose care. Bowl, UCLA over Michigan, Don't and the care. Sugar Bowl, Penn State over Georgia. Now, that was a big win there, yeah. big win. And guess who the NCAA football champions were? Uh, let's see, Alabama? <laughs> nope. No, Miami Hurricanes. Miami I, yeah, Hurricanes. I, I couldn't stand them. This is when they begin their big run. Yeah, Jimmy Johnson. No, Jim, not was Jimmy, it Jimmy Johnson. It was, it was the uh, it was the older guy. Uh, the he went to Louisville. Yes, Louisville. Oh my gosh, what is his name? Howard Schnellenberger. Howard How could I not the Schnellenberger. That? Yes, Howard Schnellenberger. Schnellenberger. Yeah, he went, and he he built that program. He did. It was crazy, man. And nobody nobody thought he could do it. No. Especially recruiting the inner city kids. He was going he in inner city homes when people weren't going in the inner yeah. city homes. And uh, and then Jimmy Johnson follows and creates. Follows, yeah. yeah. And boy, did Jimmy Johnson create some controversy boy, for some of his teams. Yes. He just let them have fun, man. You know, there was one where he dressed the team in fatigues 
Yeah. And they go, that did not go well. No. Go uh, well. No. Kentucky Derby, a little bit closer to home here. Uh, Sonny's Halo was the Sunny's winner in Halo. 1983. I like it. All righty. And Time Magazine's Man of the Year. Ronald Reagan. Oh, Ronald Reagan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. You didn't mess with old Ronald Reagan. You know who Yuri Andadopopov is? Uh, no, I don't. I have no idea. No. Yuri Andadopopov. <laughs> oh, David. Yes. Here we go. The quotes from 1983. Oh, yeah. Some great ones. Sudden Impact. Clint Eastwood, what is it? Go ahead. Make, make my day. day. Do you feel lucky, punk? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. As a sudden impact, if you don't know, uh, most people just refer to that as Dirty Harry. Dirty Harry. Yeah. Yes. And of course, Tony Montana, named after Joe Montana by the director. Say hello to my little friend. And then he gets obliterated. <laughs> yeah, but man, it took it took like three million bullets to <laughs> kill did. him. Yeah. It and had- there was cocaine. <laughs> You know, supposedly cocaine, it looked like baking powder all, <laughs> all over, over that space. place, man. It was nuts. Yes, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. And then this was an underrated movie by Mr. Ferris Bueller. Mm-hmm. Would you like to play a game? Yep, from the computer. War games. Well, If War you haven't games. watched that, watch it. I know somebody we know is doing some kind of crazy movie watch. Yeah, where they With sit down husband, and blah, 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 blah. Go back and watch War Games. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't got to that one yet, yeah. I know it was before your time, but it was yeah. a good movie. Awesome movie. Uh, you know, a simple little thing. He just wanted, He just thought he was playing a game, but no, he got into NORAD and was getting ready to yes. set off a nuclear, nuclear war. war. <laughs> yeah, so crazy. Here's some news. Someone born in 1983 is a member of three different generations. Mm-hmm. You're part of Generation X, yes. Generation Y, and... The Millennials. I don't consider them Millennials. Yeah. I don't believe that's baloney meter. No. Uh, We are part of what? Generation X? I guess so. Yeah, Gen X. I don't know how we got to be Gen X, but we're just Gen... You know, everybody's got boomers and busters, and then we got... (laughs) Then we're we're just Gen X. Yeah. And here's some great trivia, Dave. Mm Mm-hmm. The series finale of MASH was Mm. watched by 125 million people. Yes. The U.S. population that year was approximately 203 million people. Over half. That is unreal. Yeah. I mean, and I remember it, you know, in that scene where the helicopter flies off and they have goodbye written out in the rocks. Yeah. You know, because uh, uh, what was his name? Hawkeye's one that looks down, but it was his buddy who left on the motorcycle. He Uh, had a hard time saying goodbye. Yeah. And so he just wrote it out in the rocks for Hawkeye to see. Speaking of MASH, listen to this stat. New York City's sewer system experienced a 6.7 million gallon hike after the series finale of MASH. An estimated 1 million citizens held it until the ending. Because there was no DVR, no nothing. No, you had to. You had to. They you know, all held they it all to held the it. end. And then but, man, went. they had commercials. I was like, you know, yeah. but, oh, I can't go. I got a water. Oh. But sometimes, you know. 6.7 million, million gallon. gallon. <laughs> Dude, that is a tidal wave <laughs> of urine. That is awesome. <laughs> that is a great stat. Oh. Great stat. Uh, it is reported that MTV would have folded in 1983 if Mick Jagger, the ugliest, oh my one gosh. of the ugliest rock How is he alive? hadn't agreed to say, I want my MTV, MTV in front of a camera and allowed it to be used in MTV's iconic, I want my MTV campaign. 
That ad campaign saved the network from ruin. Hmm. You know, and I wore that T-shirt for like two yep. days in a row here, my old MTV. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a throwback T-shirt, but I want my MTV. And if they hadn't been mentioning that one song by um, Dire, Straits. Dire Straits, I want my Money MTV. Money for nothing. Yep. In 83, the film Monty Python's The Meaning of Life. Uh, the Pythons define the meaning of life as try to be nice to people and avoid eating fat, read a good book every now and then, and get some walking in and try to live together in peace and harmony with people of all creeds and nations. <laughs> Here's a scandal that was not a scandal, Dave. After Michael Jackson's hair was accidentally set on mm. fire, remember during the shooting of a Pepsi commercial, he chose not to sue, but instead asked Pepsi to fund the creation of a burn center. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins purposefully finished last, be called tanking, tanking. in 1983-84 season to secure the 1984 draft pick of current owner and Hall of Famer Mario Lemieux. And folks, we ask why we have draft lotteries mm-hmm. in sports. This is why. This is why. Because teams would literally tank to get the first pick. And they still tried, mm-hmm. you know, to try at least get in the lottery yeah. now. Yeah. And Dave, that leads to my great proposal. The teams that finish the worst, they have a tournament at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And if you win the tournament, you get the number one pick. Yeah. And if you finish the worst, then you get the middle of the row pick prevents tanking yeah. even more yeah because sometimes in that lottery the team that only has like a five well, tenths percent chance they still get the ping pong ball yeah well you know they get so the lower they are the more chances yeah. they get but yeah i like that you, you play uh you know one and done or whatever mm-hmm. it is and yep. and wherever you finish at the bottom that's what your draft pick you're going to yep. get and yep. make them play absolutely but then if you've got somebody who's like man they're going to be taking my place they ain't going to do very good well this is very instrumental into the world vocabulary Mm-hmm. If you remember the Carpenters, oh yeah, Karen Carpenter passed away, and we all learned the word anorexia for the first time, and it entered the American vocabulary just to see her digression. I I'm guess on top of yeah. the world, looking just an awful uh, disease. It was, and it was sad, you know. And and I don't really remember the Carpenters no, that I much, don't. but I went back <clears throat> and watched YouTube videos and things, and it's a sad progression as you can see. Yes. <clears throat> That disease taking its effect on her, how skinny she is. 1983, Sally Ride becomes the first woman in space. Great moment in life. Yep. Uh, But as she was preparing to launch, these are some of the questions the reporters were asking her. Do you cry when things go wrong on the job? Smacked in the face. And another one was, will will a flight affect your reproductive organs? I mean, just, why did someone just punch them right in the face? Yeah, I mean, you know what's the difference between that and a man, but yeah, so... Uh, it's crazy stuff there. Let's go to the biggest television shows of 1983. Oh, this is what you love. What you're I love. all about TV. Guess what programming network was number one in 83? Uh, that would be CBS. CBS. Don't, however, a few shows sneaking in. Yeah, and look at the NBC. You know, they finally got a top five 18. show. Great and, and show. The, and you know what? Guess what? I started watching on the Roku channel 18. last night for free. Awesome. 18. Yeah, the first yeah. one was the uh, Decker, the uh, the sleigh, the Mexican sleigh ride. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. what it was called. Yeah, number one, Dallas, of course. Yep, sixty minutes. They just flip flop. They flip flop every yep. other year. Dynasty, Dynasty. ABC. Yeah, my mom watched that one. Here you go, the eighteenth man, Dave. My wonderful show, Simon and Simon, and Simon. Simon baby CPS. And there comes the moustache. The moustache. Magnum PI. Now, did you ever six. watch Falcon Crest? I did. I didn't get into it because it was just a lot of pretty rich people, yep. and it did not relate yep. to my life whatsoever. And a highly underrated show, Kate and Allie, mm-hmm. wonderful show, about two ladies, I think both were divorced, met each other, and, and they had kids, and they all lived together. It yep. was like a My Two Dads type kind thing, of thing. The mm-hmm. show. 
Hotel. I don't think don't I even ever remember watched. that one. Mm-hmm. Cagney and Lacey comes at number ten, show. and it, it's going to move up. They but, kick booty. Yeah, they were a couple cop ladies, and uh, they were they were two bad hammers, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yes, they were. Yeah, let's talk about the movies. Of course, the biggest movie of the year. Well, let's start at number 10. How about okay, that? Okay, go ahead. We'll go to here. This is one that Alan loves. Yes. He says you can't watch it unless it's the TV edited over, version. Unless you're over 18. Uh, this one would, would uh, star uh, Tom Cruise dancing around in his underwear. Yep. Uh, Risky Business Risky coming business. at number 10. Number nine, Alan. Mr. Mom, Michael Keaton. Yes. Really good movie. Really good movie. It's a good movie. Really good movie. Number eight. I remember this one, Staying Alive. John Travolta dancing in this one. And uh, I guess that's really where I was introduced to that song, Staying Alive. Uh, I cannot remember the girl's name, but uh, she actually played on General Hospital as Anna Devane. Oh. uh, And Anna Scorpio. Yeah, uh, I've lost my But I cannot remember her name, but they were ballet dancers. All right, Alan, number seven. Sudden Impact. Sudden Impact. We just talked about it earlier. Yep. Number six, Alan. Octopussy. I I never have been a great fan of James Bond. Number five, War Games, Matthew Broderick. Going back to James Bond, though, who do you think was the best James Bond? That's a hard decision. I'm a a diehard Sean Connery Sean Connery, and I thought Pierce Brosnan was good. Pierce was good, but listen, I guess because Sean Connery was the first. Yep. But he's just, I mean, just the way he talks. He is. He's just uber cool, man. He's debonair. Yeah, and and he's gone. We've lost a great actor in Sean Connery, but I I, I like Sean Connery. He just... He played he played the same character in every movie he he's did, ever in, everyone. but he was just he was just him. But he was cool, man. He was also in The Rock. Mm-hmm. That was a great movie. Alcatraz. And then about the ship, the submarine. What was that? Red October. Red October. Yes. yes. Great. Great. Defected. Defected. Yeah. The Russian. Great. Sub. Great actor. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We got to War Games number five. Trading Places <laughs> number four. It is not like the greatest movie ever. Yeah. But Eddie Murphy. And is it Dan Aykroyd? Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> it's sort of He's a hilarious a, movie. They, they, uh, Living off their empty... Rags to riches yes, story, rags yes. And uh, and then from riches to rags. Yes. It, it's a great story. Yeah. And it was just an experiment, what yes. it was, but it was funny. Mm-hmm. Number three, Flashdance. David's crushed. Yeah, yeah, man, I remember that movie. That, that was a good one. So did you ever sit in a chair and let them pour water on no, you? No, I never did do that, <laughs> no. You've seen the gang commercial where the guy's like in the laundromat and yeah. he dumps the clothes over I'm a gainiac. <laughs> That's awesome. uh, number two, Terms of Endearment. Listen, if you want to go get a good laugh, get a good bowl of popcorn, don't go to this movie. No. It was very sad. I don't know if I would watch it. Again, it's ta- it's about cancer. I don't know how people sat through it. Yeah, but I remember mom and dad talking about it. Yeah. And then, of course, the biggest movie of the year. Great sequel. Probably one of the best sequels yes. ever made. Mm-hmm. Alan, what is that movie? Return of the Jedi. Return of the, the Jedi. Jedi. Yes. Yeah. Luke coming back now. He's he's a bad hammer now. Yes, and, sir. Uh, we see how uh, Darth Vader turns to the back to the good guys as he is. This is the one where we see him without his helmet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because he throws the uh, Emperor down the chute. We think he's dead, but yes. apparently he didn't. They didn't kill him. Mm-hmm. Darth, when he died, you know that all that electrical shock. It, it's going to kill mm-hmm. Darth Vader of all the things that had to kill Darth Vader. But he takes that mask off, and to, to everyone's surprise, he's a fat old man. Yes. <laughs> Put it back on. It's like, that's not what we expected to see. Sort of like, if you've ever seen Predator, I can't exactly say what he says when 
Predator yeah. takes off his yeah. thing. <laughs> what Arnold Schwarzenegger says, it's like, yeah. do the same, man. <laughs> and, you know, and the funny thing with, with Darth Vader now, when they, you know, that they've got the, you know, they've released the first three movies and things. Yes. Uh, I, I cannot remember the young Darth Vader's name. I'm, I'm sorry, folks. I'm just not up on this. We need a good doctor names. for this yeah. episode. But uh, now they've went back and digitally changed the face to where mm-hmm. it looks like him instead of. <laughs> The, the old fat guy. So, yeah. And the voice was, uh, what's the guy's name? He was in uh, a League of, not a League of Thrones, uh, Return, uh, Field, of, <laughs> Field of Dreams. <laughs> Field of Dreams. CNN. Yeah, this is CNN. What is that guy's name? Well, now you, you way to throw me under the bus here. Make me think you're the guy that knows all these actors' I know, names. I, I can see him. James Earl Jones. Yes, man. why can't I think of that? Yeah, brain James fart, COVID brains all over yeah. the place, son. Yeah, James Earl. He's got like the most. He and Morgan Freeman have like two of the most iconic yes. voices ever. And I don't even know if he was an actor, actor, but man, what he played in Field of Dreams, that was awesome. Oh, he was. Yeah. He was really good. And you know, and the guy that played uh, Darth Vader, he's like seven feet tall, mm-hmm. but he's British. Yeah, and he had a kind of had a higher tenor voice with a British accent. Mm-hmm. And they were just, this is not the voice for Darth <laughs> Vader, you know, but, but the kid they get to play Darth Vader in the other movie, he didn't really fit the bill. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a pretty boy. Yeah. Just, you know, I would have gotten, you know, I don't know. I'd have got somebody looked a little tougher in my opinion, but yeah. that's, that's coming from a dude. That's like, would you really, would, would the predator have looked authentic if John, like John Claude Van Damme had really, <laughs> Played the predator. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, but let me ask you. Yes, sir. Talk about Darth Vader. Did was there was there one particular movie villain, uh, bad guy, whatever you want to call him, that just scared you to death when you were young? Yeah, I watched it one time, and I wouldn't say he was a villain, but one time I watched. I think it's Poltergeist, and the little girl was at home by herself, little blonde girl, you know, mm-hmm. creepy girl, and the dude, the old man walked up to the door mm. and opened the door that for life of me that dude scared the crap out of me yeah i was like i'll never watch this movie again i can remember as a young boy you know i was born in 74 Lord but, but yeah but darth vader that character scared me to death i don't know why yeah. i was i think it was just that yeah when you know you'd yeah. hear him breathing before you'd see him you know you've had and, that sound before yeah <laughs> And uh, but I was I was terrified of Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I remember I had a, a belt uh, for my jeans, mm-hmm. and it had a Darth. I don't know, you know, I was afraid of him, but I yet yeah. I had this Darth Vader belt buckle, mm-hmm. and it was a. I wish I had it now. You yeah. know, it was like his helmet, you know, his mm-hmm. face, but it was Darth Vader. But uh, I didn't care to wear him on a belt, but I didn't want to see him on the TV screen. Man, yeah. it scared me to death. And that's the way it is, folks. The year nineteen eighty three. Thanks to all of you, those. What is that right? What did I just say? I don't know. Thanks to all of you who stayed throughout the whole show. Yes. And listened to the whole thing. We really, really appreciate it. Yeah, 1983 was a, was, a, was a fun year. Yeah. What year were you? What, so you were what, fifth grade? I'd been 11. So Fifth grade. Yeah, somewhere around there. I was in third. Mm-hmm. See, I was lucky. I started school. I started kindergarten. He was held back four years. Five yeah, years. I started kindergarten in 79 and 80. Mm-hmm. That was my kindergarten year. Yeah. And then first grade was 80, 81. So every year of school... Whatever grade I was in corresponds mm-hmm. to that last year, like like first grade, yeah, eighty one, mm-hmm. second grade, eighty two, mm-hmm. and then when I graduated, twelfth grade was ninety two, ninety two. So so I can yeah. I can remember my school years. Chris, like, how do you remember what grade you were in? I'm like, if I can think of what year it was, yeah. I know what grade so I was. I graduated in nineteen ninety, nineteen eighty three, and uh, 
third grade, I had Miss Minton as my teacher. Hmm. Wonderful lady. Boy, we we had to read those little SRAs or whatever they were, oh, yeah. little reading things. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember she made us. She made us. One thing I remember, she made us write our numbers to a thousand and write in cursive. Yeah. Oh, we always wrote in cursive, and mm-hmm. I always got a. You know, used to you would get an S for or, satisfactory, or a U, or a U, or an N for needs yeah. improved. <laughs> and I got a bunch of Ns for my hand because I was always trying to be the first one done. Yes. So my my handwriting and it still looks like chicken scratch. Mm-hmm. I, I should have been a doctor. I've got a doctor's handwriting, I guess, but. Uh, yeah, never, never was the best with the penmanship. <laughs> Say goodbye, Dave. Goodbye, Dave. Until next time, America. You know, Papa John sold his car in 1983 to start Papa John's. And then he bought it back later. He sure did in 2009. <laughs>